Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you and also with you. Hello, my name's Helen Shannon. I'm a vicar in the Diocese of London. Welcome to our home here on the estate, the base for Church at Five, an estates church we planted 10 years ago on the Strawberry Vale Estate in North London. We normally meet together in the community centre on a Sunday afternoon for informal worship with afternoon tea. But the centre's closed at present and so our services go out on WhatsApp and social media, as do our thoughts for the day. In today's service, you'll meet a lot of our Church of Five family and we hope that you'll be blessed and inspired. So let's just quieten our hearts before the Lord now as we continue our service together. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate, let us call to mind our sins. We have not always worshipped God, our Creator. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We have not always followed Christ, our Saviour. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. We have not always trusted in the Spirit, our guide. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hi, I'm Scott. I live on the wonderful Strawberry Vale Estate. Um, I work for the Diocese of London. Um, I'm currently on a, an apprenticeship scheme as a youth and children's worker. Um, I've lived on Strawberry Vale for about 20 years now, um, growing up since really young here. Uh, and I've just explored Christianity over a few of those years. Um, so growing up in a state like this can come with its struggles. It can bring difficulties. Uh, I've made many of bad choices in my life. Um, which have led me down wrong paths and stuff. But uh, thankfully I found a church called Church at Five that's a small plant on the estate. Um, and over the past five years, I've been on a wonderful journey with these guys to make changes in my life. Um, so being a Christian for me is community, church family, growth together, and just watching wonderful things happen when, when you all uh, love God and worship God together. A reading from the second letter of Paul to Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 3 to 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled for those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as the Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let the light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My name is Maureen Clementson and uh, I got saved at the age of 13 in Birmingham. And um, I loved the Lord right up until the age of 24, went to um, the United States of America, lived with unsaved relatives, and I left the Lord. He wasn't my best friend anymore. 
Went to Jamaica for two years after I left the States, met my husband, came, uh, my boyfriend, came back here. Ten months, we got married. And uh, that was 1987. Had my daughter, Rochelle. We moved on to this, this estate, um, 1989. I've been living on Strawberry Vale Estate. In um, 2001, the Lord said, all right, Maureen, it's time to come back. I need you back. So I came back to the Lord. In 2005, he said, Maureen, I've got a work job for you to do. I want you to get the, the, the youngsters together on the estate and start a youth club. So I started the Monday youth club and I got training from God at first and then training proper way. And, you know, with the, the authorities to how to run a youth club. And it was wonderful. It was children from all over the place. Absolutely fantastic. You know, everything going on great. In um, um, in 2016, my husband, you know, said that um, went to this. He wasn't feeling well. Went to the the doctors and one of you, and they said that he had lung cancer and it was stage four straight away. I thought, oh my gosh, God, how can you do this to me? And you know, I put scriptures on the wall and one of you prayed over him, everything and everything. But my husband. It's like he didn't want to know. He went to Sunday school and everything, but he didn't want to know anything about the Lord, you know. And um, I was worried about how, how he, you know, him going where he was going to go. Ten days before he went to be with the Lord, you know, a, a lady, a church sister from my church came and led him to the Lord. And it, it was most beautiful thing when he passed that night at the hospice in 2017. It was wonderful because I knew he was with the Lord. Last year, three years after my husband passed, I'm still carrying on with the youth club. Three, three years after my husband passed, my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, Joan, who always lived with us from, she came up from Jamaica about 20 years. She never married, never had any children. She wasn't feeling well and what have you. And by the lockdown in the March, she went to have a scan and everything. And then lo and behold, they said she has lung cancer, stage four. I think, God, oh my gosh, not all, I can't handle this all over again. I cannot handle this. And the Lord said, yes, you can. And he gave me that strength that I could handle it. And in December, um, the 28th of December, four days after Christmas day, Joan passed in her bedroom by me, you know, me. I was in the house on my own with her. I was fearful before, said so I didn't want her to die in my home. I wanted to go to the hospice and everything. I thought I can't handle it. But what happened, you know, um, she died in my home home, and I was on my own with her. And the Lord said to me, you know, when I went to check on her to see if she was OK, you know, there was no response. And that peace, I had a peace that came over me. I had peace. There was no anxiety. There was nothing because Joan was a child of God. And, you know, all through her illness for the six, seven months that she was ill last year, she says, Maureen, I'm crossing over soon. I'm crossing over because I know I have a hope. Our Bible reading today is taken from Psalm 50, verses 1 to 6. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and does not keep silent. Before Him is a devouring fire and a mighty tempest all around Him. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Amen. Amen.
A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What have been the most transformational moments in your life? Those pivotal moments and events that have left you forever changed. Maybe it was the birth of a child or standing on top of a mountain. Maybe it was an amazing holiday or meeting a partner. Maybe it was your baptism or confirmation or being filled with the Holy Spirit. We all have moments in life that make us draw in breath. It's as if we're seeing life through a new lens, as if the curtain's being drawn back. Our gospel reading today is one of those moments for Peter, James and John. Life seemed to be going so well for them in so many ways. They could have never imagined that they, ordinary unschooled fishermen, would be chosen to be followers of Jesus and his friends. All the things that they'd seen him do, from the amazing miracles of turning water into wine to feeding the vast multitudes and all those people that he'd healed and set free and his radical teaching, well, it was just upside down, but it was so right. And what's more, they got to join in and be part of it all. They pretty soon realised that Jesus was no ordinary man, that he was the long-awaited and foretold Messiah, that he'd come to save them and just sort it all out. But now Jesus was talking about dying. Surely this couldn't be right. Perhaps they got it wrong. Perhaps he wasn't the Messiah after all. But with their flagging faith, Jesus took the three of them up a high mountain. We're not sure what they thought they were going to do up there. Perhaps they thought they were going to have some quality time with Jesus on some kind of outward bound spiritual retreat. But what happened next? None of them would have expected. There on the mountain, they had a life-changing moment, a moment that made them draw in breath, that made them see life through a new lens. It was like the curtains had been drawn back. Right there, right in front of them, Jesus' appearance changed from the inside out. His clothes shimmered, glistening white, whiter than any bleach could get them. And there, there were Elijah and Moses deep in conversation with Jesus. 
Any doubts they were having about Jesus being the Messiah soon faded. Jesus was the real deal, the kingdom of God personified in action. This was the law and the prophets being brought together in Jesus. Elijah and Moses, who prepared the way, were now handing over the baton for Jesus to finish the job he'd left heaven to do. It was as if they'd caught a metamorphosized glimpse of Jesus, the Jesus that was to come. But this wouldn't be the only time for John that he would see Jesus like this. Jesus appeared to him in an even fuller way in a vision when he was exiled on an island. And we read about it in Revelation 1. I saw one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe, with a golden sash across his chest. His head and his hair were as white as wool, white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined as in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining with full force. It was like they'd glimpsed the butterfly that was to come after it had been hidden in the cocoon of the cave. And bless Peter, he was so shocked that he bumbled around really not knowing what to do or to say. You know, maybe he suggested putting up tents for everybody because he wanted to prolong that amazing moment. Or maybe he wanted to hang his experience on something that he already knew, like religious festivals. But just then, a radiant cloud began to spread all over them and it enveloped them. And God's voice suddenly spoke to them and said, this is my most dearly loved son. Listen to him. Well, if they doubted what Jesus had said before, they didn't doubt him now even though they didn't understand everything that he said. And then they looked around and it was only them and Jesus. Now that must have been a really awkward but awe-filled hike back down the mountain. It wasn't until Jesus' death and resurrection that they understood what he'd meant when he said, don't say anything to anyone about what you've seen till after the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. Jesus gave Peter, James and John just what they needed. He knew them inside out. And Jesus gives us what we need. So what do you need from Jesus today? Where is your faith? Are you flourishing? Are you just keeping going? Is your faith floundering with all that you've experienced and all that you've gone through? Jesus wants to meet us right where we are in our faith journeys. Thankfully, we don't have to climb a mountain to encounter him. Through the Holy Spirit, we can encounter Jesus anew and afresh right here today. So let's just keep a moment of silence 
and allow the Lord to renew our faith. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come and renew our faith? Lord, where we need to see the face of Jesus again, Lord, may we see him. Where we need our hope restored, would you restore our hope? Lord, where our faith, Lord, seems so small, Lord, would you fan it into flame again? Thank you, Lord that as well as amazing transformational moments that we have with you, that you also meet us in the stillness of our homes with a gentle whisper. Let us declare our faith in God. I believe in God. The Father Almighty. Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his Son, our only Lord. It was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Born of the Virgin Mary. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was crucified, died and buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of the body. And the life everlasting. Amen.
Hello. For today's intercessory prayers, we're going to use a rainbow to help focus our prayers. There's several ways you could join in with this. You might have a rainbow somewhere in your house, which you can go and get to look at as we pray. Or if you'd like, you can get creative and draw a rainbow as a way to focus your prayers. If you want to do that, you can pause the video now and go and get some pens and paper and draw each colour of the rainbow as we pray through each colour. If you're feeling more energetic, you could see if you could find something in your house at each colour of the rainbow. If you want to do that, you could start each prayer by thanking God for things that are that, those colours. Of course, you can also join in just by saying the prayers in your heart and listening. At the end of each section, we'll say, God of love, and you can continue, hear our prayer. Red is the colour of post boxes and stamps and fire engines. Lord, we thank you for all the people who work hard to get important things delivered to us. We pray for post office staff, people working in sorting offices and delivery people. We also pray for our fire service and thank you for their bravery and dedication. Please protect these people in all they do and give them strength to continue with their essential work. God of love, hear our prayer. Orange is the colour of carrots and oranges. Lord, thank you for the food that we have. We pray for the people involved in producing and distributing the food, from farmers to factory workers to lorry drivers and supermarket workers, that you would give them your protection and peace. We pray for the food banks and charities helping to get food to those who don't have enough. We pray that they would receive all that they need. God of love, hear our prayer. Yellow is the colour of light and sunshine and bright reflective clothing. Thank you God that you bring us light in the dark times and that you bring us joy and hope when we are finding things hard. Thank you for all the things that make us happy. Help us to look for ways to bring hope and joy to others around us. God of love, hear our prayer. Green is the colour of grass and leaves. Over lockdown, being out in the parks and woods have been a real refuge. Thank you, Lord, that you have created these beautiful places for us. Help us to take care of the planet and the environment around us. God of love, hear our prayer. Blue is the colour of the NHS. Lord, we pray for the NHS at this time. Thank you for our amazing health service. We pray you would protect, encourage and give strength to the nurses, doctors, hospital cleaners and all the other healthcare workers. We pray for those who are in hospital or ill at home. Lord, bring our healing and let them know that you are with them and care for them. We pray for the vaccination programme too. Lord, we pray that it will be continue to be given out quickly and protect those who receive it and those around them from the virus. God of love, hear our prayer. Indigo is an unusual colour. 
it's neither blue nor purple. And we're going to pray for equality. Lord, our hearts cry out to be treated equally. Whether we feel marginalised by our ethnicity, wealth, gender, age or choices, we are loved by you, Lord, equally. We pray for love, peace and acceptance in our world. For the celebration of differences. For the joy in diversity and for unity amongst us all. Where we have hurt one another through our words, thoughts and actions, please forgive us as we forgive those who have hurt us. God of love, hear our prayer. Violet is a beautiful, calm colour, the colour of this little owl and this Bible. We're going to pray for peace in our difficulties. Lord, we pray for households across the country struggling with loss of income, bereavement, the challenges of homeschooling, or many other issues. Lord, bring comfort and healing. Fill those households with your peace. Lord, we pray for those struggling with their mental health at this moment. Whether they're traumatised or distressed or feeling anxious or lonely or just struggling, Lord, bring your healing and your peace. God of love, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Holy God, whose Son was revealed in majesty before he suffered death upon the cross, give us grace to perceive his glory, that we may be strengthened to suffer with him and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, establish, strengthen and settle you in your faith. And the blessing of God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. <laughs>